to ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word, victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. But without victory there is no survival. Now, we are the masters of our faith. My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC and uh, Real People USA. We help people with coaching, with campaign activities and fundraising. And tonight at 8 p.m. on the East Coast, 5 p.m. on the West Coast, we are talking with Heather Vernillo. She's running for county commissioner, Pinellas County, one of five, I think five commissioners or seven. What is it, seven? Seven total and five of us on the ballot. There you go. Okay, seven total, five on the ballot. So without further delay, I'd like to just introduce Heather Vernillo. Her website is vernilloforpinellas.com. And right now she's in need of donations just to uh, qualify, uh, complete the qualification papers uh, to run for county commissioner. And she's a, a little over halfway there. So we're not totally there yet but we want to use this podcast episode as a uh, communication tool a marketing tool if i can say that word uh, to let people know when we contact them and we want to and they want to hear a little about heather we want to use this episode as uh, that tool so heather please um, just say hello and and start uh talking about why you decided to run uh, for county commissioner there in Pinellas County. Uh, my name is Heather Vanillo. I live in Palm Harbor, which is in the northwest section of Pinellas County. I'm pretty much like on the Pasco border next to Tarpon Springs. I'm a small business owner here. I moved here about 11 years ago and wanted to pick a place to raise my family that I thought had longevity you know, nice single family home, you know, subdivision with a good school system. There's a lot of things that attracted me to this county. Um, and pretty much over the last like 10 years, I've saw a lot of change of it leaving that small town feel and, a, and there being a driving force to make this more like Miami. And as a taxpayer and as a small business owner, I decided that that's not what I envisioned for my county or nor my area of District 4. So threw my name in because the incumbent who's been there for eight years is a push for term, wants to push for term limits, but yet he still wants to do 12 years as a county commissioner and feel like no one should ever run unopposed. Even if they're in my own political party, no one should run unopposed. So I'm running. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Now, as we were talking before uh, we started the live broadcast, and this is a live broadcast, and we're going to try to uh, talk with the uh, voters there in Pinellas County pretty much like every Tuesday around 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time unless schedules change, because we want to let uh, Pinellas County voters, especially District 4 or anyone in Pinellas County or anyone in the state of Florida know that Heather is a communicator. She wants to, to talk to people. She wants people to hear what's on her mind. And to be honest with a lot of um, with people tonight, a lot of incumbents sometimes feel that they don't have to debate. They don't have to talk about uh, in depth what they, they, what they stand for. And in this case, uh, Heather is running against a Republican incumbent. Now, uh, I'm not in Pinellas County, Florida. I am a native of Hillsborough County, born and raised in Tampa. Uh, and I hopefully will have a state to return to in the next couple of years when I return uh, to either Georgia or Florida. But I, I, I kind of want to let people know that sometimes, and this is a trend, Heather, across the country, when incumbents do not want to talk to uh, people running against them, a lot of times they feel, why should I? Why should I talk Ruben, to this? And, and it's, oh, we have Ruben on the line. Oh, okay. I asked him to, to call in just to say hello, but I'll let him say hello in, in a few seconds. But uh, sometimes the incumbents feel 
I don't need to talk to people like Heather because I have eight years in this position. And even though I say I'm for term limits, I'm for term limits once I get to this, this, this next four terms, these next four years. So what Heather's going to talk about tonight and you know the questions I'm going to ask her may not sound like traditional Republican talking points because as Heather and I were, were discussing at the beginning, the public is now saying, okay, I've heard that before. You're for lower taxes? I've heard that before. You're for limited government? I've heard that before. But many of our uh, Republican leaders have been in office for 10 years or 12 years, 16 years, 20 years. And it seems like just for, for me and Heather, you can you can talk about this. It seems like the longer they stay in, the less they have our interests. I'm talking about the citizens, the residents, the voters. They don't seem like they have our best interests. But before you answer that question, Heather, or I want to say I want um, I, I've been trying to get Ruben to say hello to you and vice versa. Ruben, will you say hello to Heather? Hey, how you doing, Heather? Pleasure meeting you. Hey, Ruben. I will. How you doing? I'm I'm good. How's your campaign going? Oh, uh, you know, so far so good. I mean, I'm happy. I mean, I, I went begin up against all the odds, but they're trying to keep me off the ballot. Uh, by lack of donations, and uh, I decided to get out there and do it by petition. So I, I feel good, and I, I'm still I have strength in my legs. To keep moving. So I, I'm, I'm so thankful God did that for me. Absolutely. So Heather, go ahead and uh, continue with. You know, how are you looking at? How are you looking at the running when there's there's all these. Um, these incumbents, and there's quite a few incumbents there in Pinellas County. What are you seeing, and what are you what what are the voters saying? What does your gut tell you? Well, when I get out in the community and I'm talking with regular taxpayers, you know, at the school line when I pick up my kids or in the grocery store, everyone has the same thoughts as me is why are our taxes going up again when we have a $2.9 billion budget? Why do they need more of our money during an economic slump? Like, why do they want to take more of our money? Why are they using Penny for Pinellas money for things that were not slated for? Um, and the traffic. Every, you, there's not a person in North County that will tell you that there's no that the traffic has not changed in the last two years and that they are tired of it. I mean, there's no magic bridge. I can't just poof and wave a wand and take the traffic away. But if I can help stop the constant building on every last little parcel of land, then I feel that I have accomplished something in those four years. Yeah, that's right. And I think you make the comment. You said uh, you don't want north county north pinellas, pinellas county uh palm harbor to to become a miami now ruben's in miami so ruben <laughs> i know miami was a beautiful place but it's it's for people who want to live in miami uh pinellas county which is right across the bridge from where i grew up actually you don't you don't even need to take a bridge you can drive straight uh to uh pinellas county through through north tampa on tampa road and right into uh uh your area so what makes, in, in your opinion, what makes uh, the fight to keep uh, the things that you love about Pernellas County, to keep, to preserve the look, the, to preserve the reason, or to uh, preserve that reason why you left New Jersey to come down to Pinellas County, what is that motivation that you feel and also other Pinellas County residents feel? I think a lot of us are feeling a little bit of like the socialist kind of vibes when we watch these county commissioner meetings um, with the kind of left agenda of, you know, we don't want you to, you'll own nothing and be happy kind of philosophy. They want mm -hmm. Pinellas to leave that, you know, single family home and, and start becoming higher density, like the, the zoning being changed to 
condos and not just regular condos that fit in with the aesthetics of North County, but high rises. And they want to change the whole shoreline to be these high rises with rent control and their quote unquote affordable housing, which I don't know how they plan to accomplish this, but they've just passed a, in the last meeting they passed to take over pieces of land that were acquired through you know lack of someone paying their taxes and the and the county became the the, the landowner and how they want to make it this affordable housing and but there's no plan they don't tell you how they're going to do it they just say they're going to do it but we all know these developers they're going to put an eight hundred thousand dollar home up and they're going to call it a day there's no guarantees you can't tell private enterprise what they can do with their land so i don't I don't know. I think North County, we're just we're just sitting back and we're just watching it. The the appeal of it just slowly be taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about uh, when we first met, I think uh, we connected maybe six to seven months ago, but we officially started working together about about two months, two about two months ago, maybe 10 weeks ago. And like I was saying, a lot of Republicans talk about uh, lower taxes the Constitution and, and, and things of that nature. But there in Pinellas County, it may be even deeper because in Pinellas County, you have the incumbent. And I'll just mention his name. I have nothing negative to say about him. But, you know, Dave Eggers has been the Republican County Commission uh, in, in District 4. And for people who may not know, Dave Eggers, as a Republican, voted for 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 the lockdown measures which is mm-hmm. unprecedented. I mean, what Republican, that's the first time I've seen a Republican, at least at a local level, vote to uh, to deter life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for Pinellas County residents. How did that make you feel when a Republican did that? I mean, we were already in the state of our governor, who's Republican, um, you know, initially did his phase one and phase two with the shutdowns and then the, the reopening. And I think he went about it in a very diplomatic, like science driven, you know, with the data that he had. I felt that he did the job that for like the where we woke up overnight and the world had changed. I think he did a very good job. And then he tells he tells our state, all right. We're done with the COVID, you know, narrative. It's time to reopen our economy. And then our Pinellas County commissioners were like, hey, no, we're not listening to you. Like, that doesn't sit well with me. Like, the the governor of your state is giving you a directive and you just say, no, you know what? We're going to override you and we're going to keep our citizens and our businesses closed and we're going to keep them off of the beaches and we're going to destroy the tourism, which is the reason why we have Penny for Pinellas, because that's tourist money in the sales tax that we're getting. And you're just taking away all these small businesses that thrive from tourists going to the waterfront, like Clearwater, St. Petersburg. The locals aren't the ones keeping those businesses afloat. So... It was very disheartening to see seven people make it. Well, I take it Kathleen Peters is, I separate her because she's a true Republican. Six of them were like, no, you know what? We're still going to collect our paycheck, but we're going to keep you from collecting yours. Now, see, that hurts. See, that hurts. That hurts when when, when an elected official, Heather, says, um, I don't care what you do to, 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 to keep your family going. But we're gonna t- we're gonna get paid our hundred and four thousand dollars plus benefits plus perks plus probably some some type of uh, expense money they get for uh, I don't know driving ten miles back and back and forth to the <laughs> to the board of, of uh, not the board the county commissioner's office now Ruben you're dealing with something like that too because you had in, in Florida they, they they did something with the um, with the redistricting. And you had a, a Democrat uh, judge throw a monkey wrench into the uh, to the, the the election system or the primary system. Please take a few minutes and explain, because I think these. I, so what I think what is happening these these uh, people, these rogue Republicans, and the five Democrats in Pinellas County, what they are doing is basically trying to override the governor's intent. 
and, and, and order. So Ruben, please explain a little bit for about maybe two or three minutes. Summarize, if you can, what happened to you. All right, so I just want to say that I, I, I think we need more people like Heather because she's not running on on a script. She's not scripted. She's telling telling you the way it's supposed to be and how she sees it. So I think that's that's a good quality for you to have. But you know, one of the things, the reason they're doing what they they're doing because we have not spent time empowering citizens. They don't think that uh, like this judge interfering with a, 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 a process that was already vetted by the Florida Supreme Court. Because the Florida Supreme Court ordered or demands a special uh, session be called the legislature, and that uh, they go back and finish the work in making sure that the, the district, the new congressional districts, are constitutionally sound. And when they believe or feel, a government feels that, that the people don't know the language of the law, don't know the law, they, they simply do what they want to do to them. So what we have is is a uh, uh, miseducation or misapplied uh, intention because, you know, we have a lot of power. That's a provision in our Constitution uh, that says that those powers is not uh, within the Constitution, delegated to the Constitution and left up to the states and make them states have the have the power. It says the power is not delegated to the United States, uh, United States by Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. And when the people realize that we have more to do with, with being governed, because in order for someone to govern you, you have to grant give them your consent. And we are consenting for them to govern us. So they're not they're not our bosses. But we have people like this this uh, judge who think that we don't don't know that he's an Article One judge acting like an Article Three judge and going to demand that now after we done done that that demand that the courts uh, stay this process. So when we get down to the narrowing of the wire, that a lot of Republicans are misplaced or disconnected from a qualifier. So that's a real problem. I think that uh, Heather's on the is on the right track. And how she's explaining herself, and I appreciate that because we're gonna need that, especially in the future. We're gonna need people like that to have that word hidden in their heart. So we need that. So that's what they're doing. Same thing, similar to what they're doing, trying to take away the power of the people, uh, the power of the pen. But if we start a movement to where everything that we see that may have, we may have questions, take our magic wand. Ding, change everything by petition. You see that they're acting a little bit better. And this is we're able to mobilize within a drop of an eye odor. With a blink of an eye, we can we can pretty much get back this this government and this country with that type of petitioning movement. Change it overnight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have exactly. uh, our ahead, own Heather. little issue with uh, with some lawsuits going down in our county right now. Over redistricting. <laughs> oh yes, that is correct. Please well, explain a, that and see. There's, there's a and I want you to explain it. Now. I want you to explain it to the to the public again, because Ruben and I were talking about an hour ago, and we were saying it's always good to communicate to the people because some of the things that you know you you've talked about, Heather, never knew about. Some of the things that Ruben's well, been talking about, never knew about. I mean, the issue is people that are elected officials using taxpayer money for their own financial gain. That's what it comes down to. And it happened back in the the late 90s when they sued the state of Florida to have the term limits turned out, like term limits passed in the referendum question. And then the county commissioners were like, yeah, we don't want this. And they found a loophole and they sued and they successfully had term limits removed. And then it sat for the next decade, and now there is um, an organization, Eight is Enough, that is trying to get the petitions to get this put back on the ballot again. But then we have redistricting this year, which happens, you know, every, was it 10 years they do redistricting? Um, people were, were nomadic. We, we changed, and the needs of the districts changed based on the population. So District 5 and 7 in county commission the line changed so they both have to rerun their term wasn't supposed to be up until 2024 but now they have to rerun so they decided to sue the state of florida 
And now the county clerk for Pinellas County is now countersuing the commissioners for misappropriation of funds. Oh, now nice. we have, so now we have two lawsuits, the county commission suing the state and then the county clerk suing the board of commissioners. And, that's, and the lawyer, of course, is on taxpayer you know, payroll also. So pretty much we're dwindling away. I mean, did the taxpayers want this? I mean, this is, I don't know. I, I sit back as a taxpayer going, why is this a lawsuit? Why is this allowed to be happening with taxpayer money? This is for your own financial gain. It's like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, you got to run again. It is what it is. Put on your big boy pants and go and hit the streets and get yourself reelected. You do, or hire your own attorney with your own money. And like, am I like, am I wrong here? Like, like legally, I don't know. Maybe she has the, the right to use the county's lawyer. But as the taxpayer, I'm like, I feel like this is not correct. See, and this is what the public needs to know. I would imagine, I, how, Heather, how many people or percentage of people do you know uh, may be aware of this lawsuit? Or, and, and I mean, when I say aware of it, they know about this lawsuit at the same level that you know about it. The lawsuit has never been published in oh. any of the local, like mainstream kind of media, like Tampa Bay Times. Like, I have not seen it. The only mm. news media that has covered either lawsuit has been a local paper called Tidings Media. They wow, are the only ones well who, they posted the um, the link to the county court case and with the docket number so that people could go in and look it up. And... You don't you don't see any of the local papers or Bay News Nine or no one else is talking about this. Interesting. That's very interesting. Wow. So, so you see how Ruben, you see how all how all these 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 um, media companies and these uh, progressives. You see how you see the dirt that they're doing. I mean, it's, I hate to say it like that. I mean, this is like a, a podcast show, but. I just got to call it what it is. This is, and see, and, and coming being up, being in California, I see I, every, every time Heather miss, uh, mentions something or Ruben mentions mentions something, I already see it. I, I lived it already ten years ago. Like when they when they build these high density homes, the reason why they do it is because they want to keep people in this tight corner so they can market to them, so they can say, okay, five hundred people living in this building. You want more government services, right? And they say, yes, because we're living on top of each other. We have, we have parking problems. We have, uh, uh, you know, whatever they want to say, they, they, it's, it's easier to manage 500 people horizontally than it, or vertically than it, than it is when you live in the suburbs, you live in a rural area because people have their own opinion. They have their own mind, you know? Um, I, know. I just, I don't like this. I mean, I don't like using the term like woke agenda because I feel like that's just an overused word. But some of the times when I'm like reading like the transcripts of the, the commissioner meetings or the transcripts from different uh, advisory councils, I'm like, it just like, it just screams like I want to be AOC, like with the, some of the mm. stuff that people come up with. I'm like, you can't, this is just, no, <laughs> like taxpayers need to know what their money is being spent on and whether or not it's being used frivolously. And, you know, there are times that we need to spend money as an official for things that a taxpayer may not agree with, but it's something that is that needed for health and safety of, and welfare of your constituents. And then the money needs to be spent, but not when it's, I mean, to, to some of the stuff with putting in a bus loop in St. Petersburg. I mean, who wants, no one wants it. I don't know. I haven't heard one taxpayer who, not a, not a renter, not a, a tourist, not a, like, like a person who physically owns land and is paying taxes. I don't have one of them tell me that they want this bus loop. And what is the so bus like it's loop? Going to, it's going to run through a section of St. Petersburg. Um, they're trying to increase the map. I mean, I'm, believe me, I'm a Teddy Roosevelt kind of Republican. I'm very environmental. 
uh, mass transit. I mean, I've come from New York City metro area, but you're the the way they're going about it is just it's a wrong approach. And mm-hmm. to compromise traffic movement to put in this dedicated buses, I think they're they're thinking there's going to be people who are going to ride it. <laughs> well, I can tell you something in Los Angeles. Uh, the the uh, they call it the um, the LATA, the L A T A, Los Angeles Transit Authority, LATA. They have on on their system uh, at night almost six thousand people sleeping on the buses on the the buses and the train system there in Los Angeles. A permanent uh, so six thousand people per night live on buses and the trains there in in Los Angeles. Um, I just want to also say for Pinellas County voters and, you know, St. Petersburg, uh, one of my favorite comic comic book characters was Alfred E. Newman. And he was a character in, in this book called The Mad Magazine. And in The Mad Magazine, Alfred E. Newman had this phrase. And the phrase was in quotation marks, what, me, worry, you know, close quotation and it seems like what I see coming to 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 Florida, especially in areas coastal cities. See, progressives they love coastal cities for some reason. If you look at any coastal city in the country, you know the New Yorks, the you know Connecticut's, the the Massachusetts, the Seattle's, the Portland's, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego. It seems those are the areas that they want to proliferate they want they want to come in and do something to you know good or bad mostly bad that's what they want to do but the reason why i mentioned alfred e newman is because when you live in a place and you live in a place like florida florida is one of those places where governor DeSantis has done a great job so a lot of floridians have been uh, sort of immune from the things that people in california and new york in New Jersey and Philly and D.C. have been experiencing. So people in Florida right now, they may say, why do we need to even make a change from the existing county commissioners? Well, I tell you what, the reason why they may not feel that way right now is because they feel everything is fine. Everything's fine. They say, oh, I got a, I got a job. I got a business. Uh, you know, my kids are, you know, being educated. Uh, we're, we're fine, but I tell you what, it stays fine until it until it is no longer fine. And that's mm. what happened in California. I attended the Bicycle and Pedestrian Safety Advisory Council meeting on Monday. And the entire meeting, all that was ever discussed was all South County. Everything was South County. There was not like one mention <laughs> at least not that I you know, heard during the meeting, of anything to deal with safety of North County. It's like, we don't have a voice up here. We need a commissioner and we need people to sit on these committees who are going to have District 4. You know, it's a huge land. If you look at the map for Pinellas County, District 4 is huge. Yeah. But but it, it, we still have the same amount of residents in that amount that, you know, District, small little District 7 has because of just are because we're more of the, the single family kind of homes versus the condos and apartments. So we have this huge landmass and it, and they're just forgetting about us because we don't have any strong voices up here. Dave maybe was great in his, his heyday when he was city council in Dunedin, but he doesn't have District 4's best interest anymore. He, he has Dave Egger's best interest at heart and this is why I'm running. And there is another, there's a third candidate, Sean. I mean, I promote him too because sometimes it's not about winning. It's just about getting a candidate in there who you can support, who you know is going to do a good job. And I'm I'm fine with if someone wants to vote for either one of us, just don't vote for the incumbent. That's all. That's all I exactly that's my advice to my taxpayers up here that live amongst me in, in Palm Harbor and Tarpon Springs and Dunedin. You know, don't keep voting for the same person and expect change because you're not going to get it. Right, right. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and go ahead, Ruben. 
I just have to say amen on that one. Yeah. Oh, it's like, you know, you're making Kraft mac and cheese and you expect it to be like, you know, what, what your grandma makes. It's still going to be Kraft mac and cheese no matter how many times you make it. <laughs> exactly. And for people who may not know, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to piggyback on what she just got to say. You know, and that's how I feel. And that's why I'm running against Debbie Wasserman's shows. Because we, we, we keep getting the same old thing every time, and that's nothing. And uh, what I want to do is make sure that people understand the power that we have. These guys, uh, they don't have any power. We, we, we give them the power. And that's our money. It's not their money. But they think they can do what they want to do with our money. And, uh, and, we, and we, we, we're saying now, and I think I hear with uh with Heather saying enough is enough. And if you don't get me, get somebody else that's going to stand up for you to vote. And I, I agree with that whole part. And that's what we need across this whole state of Florida. We need people like Heather, myself, people like yourself that's going to go get in the fight and fight to the death. And I thank God that I'm on this call because it's the first time I've, I've actually listened to what you know, Heather is saying. She's saying the right thing. That's right. Um, I just I want to also... I I'm just super angry. As I mean, I'm, I'm that feistiness comes because, like, I'm the one who's living here and, and watching, like, the changes. And there aren't people. I didn't even wasn't in into local politics until maybe the past two years because I never thought it was important. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, they're going to do, they're going to do what with my what? They're, they're going to raise my taxes while the economy is shut down? And I'm like, oh no, no, no. So then I start watching these meetings. And all they boast about and all they're, they're running on this platform of affordable housing and, and equity and, and all this. And I'm, and I'm like, that sounds really great. But the economy and, and what the home values are, that's not set by the county commission. They have no say over how, you know, the inflate Biden, you know, Biden inflation is causing our home markets to skyrocket here. County commission isn't going to come in and say, you know what, guys? You got to sell your house for only two hundred thousand because people can't afford to live here. So even though we know you can get eight hundred thousand for it, we're just going to ask that you only sell it for two hundred. Like that, there's no equity. It's the market. Like people think county commission is going to come in and and just magically make us an affordable county. I, like I just, I'm like, okay, tell me how you'll do it. I will vote for you if you can tell me how you're going to do it. Amen. That's right. Exactly. And I just want to uh, let people know, the voters know, that Heather is a uh, nurse practitioner. She's also a college professor at St. Pete College. And she, she instructs uh, you know newbies entering the, the medical industry. So she's a small business owner, licensed nurse practitioner. And so, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, the, the politicians, they, they love to disregard the business owners. But it's the business owners who are responsible for hiring people. They keep the economy going. Uh, they they keep products and services moving throughout the, the county. And if, you know, measures, local measures, to start destroying the small business owners like, like the COVID lockdowns did, then it, it, then you're, you're jeopardizing the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness in which the business owners play a major role. They're a major contributor to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness because they hire people who take their paychecks and they pay their bills and they contribute to the local economy and they also contribute to the national uh, you know, growth and prosperity of the nation. So I want to definitely let people know that Heather is not talking as a uh, uh, like a third party with no uh, vested interest in the success of, of North Pinellas County. She's talking as a person who drives the economy as a business owner. Got and, anything to add to that, Heather? And my business has no hidden agenda with me becoming a politician because I can't take, I can't, there's no back door way for me to earn money using my business. I'm not a realtor. I'm not a land land developer. I don't own a bus company. I don't have spouses or significant others that are uh, sitting on city councils that I'm responsible for CRA money to. Like I might at the end of the day, at the end of my four year or eight year term, I go back to being a nurse practitioner in my in my county, in my city. And the county's 
there's no way for me to profit off of any of that. At, you know, at the end of my 20 hours a week that I put in as county commissioner, I go back to my full-time, you know, job running my business that has, they're completely separate entities. Like, I'm not here to gain anything. I'm here to be a voice for the everyday Joe that lives up here in District 4. Because I feel like we are completely forgotten about at the county commissioner level. It's like, they're like, oh, everything we're going to do, it's for Largo, it's for Clearwater, it's for St. Petersburg. Oh, yeah, I forgot Tarpon, you know. Oh, yep. Aren't they in Pasco? Like, they don't even remember that we exist. (laughs) They're making decisions. They're they're changing the zoning for, for property and parcels up here, and they can't even tell you where the parcel is, what the road is rated from FDOT, they can't tell you what school zone it's slated for. Nothing. They're just making decisions and they don't live here and they don't they don't have businesses here. They have no vested interests up here at all, but they're making decisions for us. So that's Nothing. my biggest thing is, you know, when your eight year incumbent has lost the ability to speak for you, it's time to put someone else in. You're like, it's time to tap out. Here's some new people. Yep. And, and Ruben, uh, isn't there a phrase, and I think, Heather, you may know this phrase already, but I think it applies, and the phrase is, is not exactly what Heather describes, but it's called taxation. There's, there should not be a thing called taxation without representation. And so it seems like what they're trying to do is, is, is to impose uh, rules and laws without local representation. Did I get that right, Ruben? I, I, I think you. I think you hit it right on the head. I think that's that's the new revolution that we're now fighting. Of uh, people like Heather, myself, grassroots who who rising up from the top, are coming from the bottom, rising to the top because we see what's going on. A lot of the people don't see what's actually happening around them. They don't understand that. So take voices, like Heather was saying. Take clear voices, voices of reason that can break this down to the lowest common denominator and, and, and get people to see that we are actually losing ground as long as we are not engaged and involved in making things better for our, us and our families and people that we love, uh, we're doomed. And so we we have we can't sit, no longer sit on the sideline. We have to get into this fight, but it's going to take, like you were saying earlier, Rick, it's going to take people that's going to go out into the dangerous highways and byways and you know put themselves at risk because you know it's not it's not a it's nothing, you know, like like you have to say, you don't gain anything out of this, uh, but, you know, but you, you do it because you have to do it. You must do it if we're going to save our communities and our families. So they're double taxing us twice. They tax you before you get the money. They tax you after the money. And then they do all kinds of crazy things with the money that they get. And uh, we just have to, you know, put put that to an end. And I, and I agree wholeheartedly uh, with, with that. There, and- I'm speaking of the something that just popped in my head with, uh, you know, the migrant population um, and something that I read recently that happened is I think Hernando County's uh, council meeting was becoming sanctuary cities. Not I mean, we, we, we had talked about it in the past about for Syria and things like that. But now they're looking to make sanctuary cities to bring Ukrainians over. And I mean, I, I, I'm not a cold-hearted person. I understand that it is a war-torn country, but, I mean, this is what we want to do with the land when we have people that are living on the street behind the Tarpon Springs Library. We're, we're going to make sanctuary city and, and bring uh, migrants from the southern border and, and just put them in Pinellas County, and the taxpayers are going to foot the bill. So, I mean, Hernando voted it down. They were supposed to, it was like two parcels of land. They were going to build this, these like homes for, you know, Ukrainian children to come over here and, and become citizens, basically. Yeah, that's well, that's uh, something that's been, go ahead, Ruben. When I worked in the Florida House, Florida legislature, you know, I was an aide to a state rep. I remember the issue of Sanctuary City came up because, you know, in Miami, Dade County, there, there was no checks and balances. And, and it seemed like everybody, no matter what, they came here impacting the, impacting the county of the state. And we voted. I mean, that, the legislature voted that Florida would, you know, counties would not be sanctuary 
cities or grounds for things for people coming over that's not yet been vetted, and so that's a, that's a very good way of bringing that into the conversation. I mean, because I'm not I'm not for invasions. I'm not for uh, illegal immigration. I think that you know, as the Constitution states, you know, I don't think that a statute can give uh, give a person their citizenship. It says that that responsibility is left up to the Congress. And that the states can just cannot just arbitrarily say, "Hey, uh, we're going to grant uh, unilateral uh, citizenship or grounds for people to come over because of, of certain criteria." So I'm 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 not for that. I would never be for that. I'm, I'm a believe in Americans, American first agendas, and so that's something we may we want to something want to start a conversation about. Yeah, and I think uh, that conversation. Go ahead, go ahead, Heather. Nelson, say that's something that's come up when I've been talking with, um, you know, community members. Is they're afraid of Pinellas County with its Democratic uh, majority in county commission. That we're seeing a lot of changes with the push toward, you know, yeah, and that's by design, cause and effect. Thing. Yeah, that's that's a cause like and effect, you know, with uh, no, you guys use the word. About it. Yeah, you guys use the word Biden, but I call him Brandon. In fact, I almost <laughs> almost prohibit people but using that name Biden on the podcast. I've, I don't use it myself, but, but I digress. <laughs> um, I just want to let voters know that uh, that that Heather and Ruben, who's listening in and speaking, they are grassroots candidates. And I've heard that word grassroots, and I didn't really pay too much attention to it. And I think the average voter may not even know what that means. Uh, I believe um, just talking to people this week or a little bit, little bit of last week, I said there are some grassroots candidates running. And they said, yeah, yeah, I like grassroots candidates. And then one person said, Rick, what's a grassroots candidate? And I, I thought about that, and I, I hear the word grassroots used so often and just to let voters know grassroots candidates and this is the what i what i've learned over the last couple of years they are not supported by PACs, political action committees grassroots candidates take control and manage their own campaigns without any um outside infusions of money there's no fifty thousand one hundred thousand dollar checks that come in and the PAC says, oh, since we gave you money, we will influence how you think and how you will vote. And we'll give you more money as long as you continue to let us influence you, you see. And grassroots candidates, by definition, are not influenced. And that's, I think, the more we talk about grassroots candidates, because grassroots candidates tie into uh, limited government grassroots candidates tie into uh, just serving two terms and not staying there for 20 years 30 years collecting a pension and and being um and having your decisions be based on globalists and that's what we're seeing now with a lot of uh, uh elected officials who have been in office for you know 16 20 24 years it seems like their interests is based on what the globalists tell them to do. They've lost focus, Rick. They've lost. They've lost focus. They are no longer uh, uh, the drumbeat of uh, an American first agenda. They want to put everybody else's agenda before our agenda. They want to uh, create this new world order. They want to impact our, our country in a way where they divide our currency. And they're lining themselves up to come in and now force themselves on us and take away our land. And I'm with Heather on that. We need to do something about that because America's all we got. And oftentimes they're they are forcing relationships, uh, making American uh, uh, subject to uh, our first class citizenship, our American citizenship, citizenship to someone else's. And they don't even have to be our citizens anymore to come in this country. All they have to do now is call themselves either a Democrat. And they get access to all of the services and benefits that we have access. And then they put their services and benefits into law, into statute. And they're not bound 
by a founding document called the United States Constitution that talks about citizenship. They talk about warning against foreign influences. It, it throws all that way because they want to contain the control and the power of this country with, with the, the illegal voting, with these uh, immigrants, illegal immigrant voting, people serving our government, not even citizens of the United States. And they don't even want you to ask them what's your, what's your citizenship status. That's, uh, that's, that's not politically correct. You can't even ask that question in a census, in a census, uh, taking up census so you can identify citizen versus non-citizen so you'll know exactly how much money needs to be placed in a district or a county to, to serve the people in those areas. So the wrong is right and right is not wrong. So I, I'm 100% with what Heather said, I'm agreement that we must have a top-down approach and clean this stuff up. And when I get there, when Heather gets that's exactly what I'm going to work on doing. Well, well, I tell you what, just to, just to, we got about 10 more minutes, but I'll tell you what, Heather's uh, race for this county commission uh, seat is even more important than we think because it's 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 cities like San Francisco, uh, Los Angeles, you know, Santa Monica, Portland, Seattle, all the dirt and all the damage that has been done to these cities occurred at the local level. You see, so voters who are listening to this episode if you're if you know voters are thinking ah oh, it's just a county commission seat you know the president's where our, the, the presidency is our big problem uh-uh. incorrect no. if we can't we will never fix congress if we can't fix where congress feeds from no one just wakes up one day and says i'm going to run for congress they usually start somewhere and if you're got corruption on your local level you're gonna have corruption on your state level and you're gonna have corruption on your congress level because the, the corruption that follows their career all the way up the chain that's right and ruben you can talk about that because you, you're in a you're in uh a corrupto uh broward county where there there are some issues and maybe we don't have we don't have the time to talk about those now but there are issues there in the county that you are in and uh you know and and so we have to you know we're putting together a plan to um to minimize that to mitigate uh those those that those factors but so voters listening don't uh dispel don't don't uh push aside oh it's just a county commissioner see how important is that i'm i'm concerned who the mayor is i'm concerned who my state rep is i'm concerned who my governor is no it's right there at the county commission level that's where it is. I mean, if anything, you saw in 2020 that they took the state governor's directives and and overrode, completely overrode them. Well, well, can I jump in? County commissions are just like uh, local legislative bodies. You know, the county charter. If you're a county charter county. That charter is a constitution. It's the same as a Florida constitution, or say, same as the United States constitution. In that constitution, on that charter, it gives the powers of what a county commission board can and cannot do, and that's a lot, and that's a lot of power. But on the local level, because in most of these counties, by in the early 1800s, that's what we did. Our county courts. It was uh, legislative bodies, and so that's been redone. But now you have your commissioners. So that commissioner stands in the way that chairman stands in the way of being like a governor, and that commission board serves like the senate and serves like uh, like the uh, house of representatives, but on a local level. So they do have uh, they, they do make those determinations what takes place in your county, and that's a lot of power combined with that home rule charter. So those are the things that we need to begin to tinker and trying to you know. And, and, and bring back on the suggestion. And I think in what I'm hearing, I am quite pleased that you have a person like Helper, you know, a, 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 a real county commissioner, in my opinion, is going to actually get in and actually do something for the people. Because that's all I've been hearing to say, what we're going to do for the people, doing for the people. That's, that's to me, that's service. I salute you on that. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this before we, uh, you know, close out, have each person have something to say. Here in California, the destruction of California is not Governor Newsom. The destruction of California is at the local city council. It's the, uh, we call them county supervisors here in California. That's where our destructive forces 
are and, and including the the, the, uh, the sheriff of the county but here in Sacramento if it wasn't for uh, sheriff um, uh, uh, sheriff uh, Jones uh, <laughs> almost said something else uh, sheriff Jones most of Sacramento County would have been on lockdown a lot 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 longer than the city limits and in fact uh, Scott Jones and that, that's his name Scott Jones kept the unincorporated areas of Sacramento County free no mask no shutdowns so I'm letting voters know that it's the local person running that controls what happens in your in your local jurisdiction so Heather please uh, you know any closing comments with your website and uh, you know whatever you want to say to close uh, I guess for my closing would be just to remind people that running for office is not free. I, it should be, but it's not. Um, they The cost for me to get on the ballot, the qualifying fee is um, 6800 and some change. Um, so if people want to believe in me and believe in the cause and what I believe, like what I want to do as county commissioner, then, you know, any amount of money that you could donate to help me pay for that qualifying fee and, you know, subsequent marketing would be awesome. Um, the links are on uh, vernillo4pinellas.com. Um, there's different modalities to donate. The only thing that I need is the name, address and your occupation because I have to submit that to the county uh, elections office. Exactly. Hey, Ruben, any closing comments? Well, I want the voters to support Heather. I think she's a person with a, a, a big heart, great heart. And uh, please come down and donate. Like she said, elections are not free. I just qualified by petition. And trust me, I was trying to weigh that $10,440. I didn't know it was uh, for local seat, it's $6,800. That's that's, that has to change. Probably you need to work on the state and doing something about that. But please come out. We need real patrons in the office. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, uh, go to Heather's website. Uh, donate as much as you can donate, I think, within the limits so we can stop making some changes to the local level. And, and also, keep your eyes on your local supervisor of election. A lot of the races are lost right there in the office. So I've been out here a long time, and that's the problem we're having in uh, Broward and Dade County. These, these local supervisors of election, these probably nonpartisan positions, but they're acting as if they are partisan. And that's something we have to fix as well. So please support them. All right. And in, and in my closing, I just want to say, yes, uh, we're going to use this podcast episode uh, to send out the people uh, as we you know, talk with them, talk to the business owners, uh, the business owners. Like I said, Alfred E. Newman, what you know, what me worry? I, I, it may not. It may seem like everything's a, is a piece of cake. It's a bed of roses right now. But I tell you what, as if I'll say if things continue, if what happened or what is happening in California ever reach the, the front door, the doorsteps of Florida, you don't want that. So please help Heather, uh, you know, become county commissioner dist district four, because you don't want what's happening in California happening in Pinellas County. My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC. My website is rpusa.org. Telephone number direct is 726 triple nine zero triple nine take care and make it a great day bye-bye